Thanks for joining us on the Gen Church podcast of Generations Church. We are a community of everyday people who are committed to expanding God's family together because of Jesus for generations to come. Right now, we are preparing to celebrate our second birthday as a church. If you've been impacted by our ministry, please send us a note via email to hello at mygenerations.church or consider donating a special gift on our website, mygenerations.church, as a birthday present. Our monthly emphasis is with. It corresponds perfectly with our series, Everyday Jesus. Jesus makes you a new person with a new family on a new mission. So, because of Jesus, we want you to have an everyday faith. It's a way of life, not an event or a scheduled meeting. Everyday faith is the process of learning to follow God in all of life so that you experience everyday family and enjoy everyday mission. If we truly live everyday faith through the power of Jesus, then we will need to be with him. We must realize that he is also with us. When we are with others, he is at work. Be with Jesus. Be with others. He is with us. So I hope that you enjoy today's teaching. But reading out of Matthew this morning, chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. So I will read that. It says, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Amen. All right, let's pray real quick. Father, we're so grateful that we can be here today as a church family, that we can be ready to celebrate two years of coming together. That's so amazing. What a great blessing. We pray to you, Father, to just let your word speak through Kyle today, that he can deliver the message to us about this new mission and this uh, everyday Jesus that we need to hear this morning. And Father, we're so grateful for that. And we pray for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. The first time it clicked for me, I was sitting on a bluff in Turkana, Kenya. I was sitting on this edge and I was looking out into this giant sandy wasteland. As I looked out, as I saw a raging brown river that wasn't chocolate milk, but it was just dirty water. And I was there in Turkana, Kenya for one reason, for one reason only, was to go and dig wells in this barren wasteland. Because when you dug a well, the ensuing result would be a community of people. The Turkana were a group of nomads that would travel from place to place seeking water, seeking shelter, seeking safety. But when we got there and we were able to come out into the bush, as it was called, We'd dig a well, we'd stick a solar panel and a pump there, and the result would be the start of a garden, and the start of a garden would turn into a community, and it turned into community, ultimately turned into a church. See, we were there to dig wells, but our hope was in providing life and sustenance that the end result would be a church. That was the first time it clicked for me. It showed up again when I started my first student ministry uh, in Lexington. I got a visit there this past week. When I would show up to 
a park or a playground and roll out a kickball or a basketball or a frisbee and just play with their group of kids and be able to just be present with them. That turns into just some friendship, some camaraderie that eventually turned into a conversation about Jesus and why in the world was a 25-year-old dude out here like playing with a bunch of like high schoolers and middle schoolers and it may seem strange until through conversation and connection and more of my students showing up that we were there for one reason was to build relationship and the end result being seeing students middle schoolers and high schoolers trusting and following Jesus we'd roll out a grill or a barbecue whatever you'd like to call it we bring up popsicles I clicked again when Ruth and I moved into our neighborhood at our first house in Lexington. And there, uh, something happened in the basketball courts in the neighborhood behind our house called the Dirt Bowl, a giant basketball tournament, where it would show up to that grill or barbecue and then turn into games and conversations and me getting schooled in basketball one too many times that I had to stop showing up. But I got to know people, relationships, and through, con- through conversations at that dirt bowl led to us getting involved in a local elementary school, to us showing up to tutor kids and teaching them how to read. See, we're there for, for one reason only. And it wasn't just simply to do good for good's sake. Our mission, our purpose, was there within proximity and presence with others was to be the presence, the tangible presence of Jesus so that more people would trust and follow him. So more people would join God's family. And I remember that first clicked on that bluff in Turkani, Kenya, that while there I was several thousand miles away, I didn't have to go far at all to be the presence of Jesus. Now, as you heard Charity share a moment ago, what our vision is for Generations Church, you see that the overflow of what Generations Church is comes some from my own story, but it always comes, I believe, from the heart of God. That we, wherever we find ourselves, can live the character and priorities of Jesus right where we are. See, there are moments in our lives when we feel this tension between modern life as we know it within the daily grind, and our awareness of love for some vision of fullness that goes beyond it. In these moments, we're invited to consider the possibility that we are not at the center of the universe, that creating and expressing our identity is not our greatest purpose, that goodness may not be a presence, but may be embodied in God, and that meaning is not primarily a choice, of interpretation, but a revelation given to us by Jesus. See, Jesus makes you a new person with a new family on a new mission. And here's the paradox of our context. I think everyone today desires to do good. I was told at a business association meet not long ago that in order to be in business in the Northwest, you have to have a nonprofit that you're affiliated with. You have to have a cause that rally around. You cannot be in business in the Northwest without attaching yourself to a cause. 
And this pushes the church into a peculiar place. Because every nonprofit that a business associates with has a mission or a target. Whether it's Office Moms and Dads or Clark County Food Bank. And even around Generations Church, we affiliate and associate with causes because we want to be the tangible presence of Jesus. And I want to affirm this, while this is a peculiar thing in the Northwest, it's a good thing. It's a good thing that people want to express their love and devotion for Jesus, or maybe just have a good desire to care for people around them in tangible ways. That's a good thing. But what's challenging for the church is that while there's this desire to do good, the church has a unique mission, not to do good just for goodness sake, but to have a higher or divine purpose. And this mission is when it challenges the very nature that you can create for yourself a fulfilling life apart from God. I think while it is a good thing in our Northwest context, that people love and serve and give generously. I think in large part it's because there's a desire to fulfill a longing to do something greater and higher by your own strength and by your own power or for your own benefit. And the church, the church has a different mission. And through the context and even of doing good, we can align and demonstrate this new mission. The new mission is actually an old one that we can co-create with God within the world. In other words, be everyday people committed to expanding God's family because of Jesus for generations to come. The church must simultaneously do good, but not bait and switch people with our good works. See, faith in Christ changes our goals in life. And we have a purpose to see others change through the power of Christ and see our world change through the presence of Christ's followers. That is our goal. That is our mission. That is what we are about, is expanding God's family because of Jesus. How we choose to do that, though, is the old adage of we are able to co-create with God. See, in the beginning, God gave mankind the capacity to do good, to co-create a world with him. And it's described in Genesis as be fruitful and multiply, to govern, to live, to garden alongside God. And that longing in our heart is still there. And so that's why you see it expressed in different ways. And ultimately, our mission is to return and restore this world to that reality, which is why we have to be new people in Christ, expressed in a new family, and living out this new mission. After his prayer in the upper room, Jesus went to the cross and died there. And he rose from the grave and appeared to his disciples. And he gives them this mission in a, new, in a new way, in a descriptive way that says this is what it means to go out and live the presence, my presence within the world. And he says, 
in Matthew 28. All authority has been given to me. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. See, after intentionally spending his life on earth with these 11 men, Jesus told them, now you must go out and do the same with others. The mega strategy of Jesus, the mission that he gives, he gives the disciples, and to say it another way, is to co-create with him, is to make disciples. In essence, be fruitful, multiply, pass on my will and my way. According to Jesus, people are God's method for winning the world to himself. People who have been made new and renewed daily by Jesus. People who are not sidelined, who are not said, hey, we're going to do something, go sit in a chair, let the professionals do it. People uh, who are invited to participate in what God is doing in the world. People who are equipped to participate in the everyday things of life, to use their gifts, skills, and abilities, and within that context, live their everyday faith every day of the week. People who are fit and free to do precisely what Jesus did and what Jesus told us to do. Make disciples. See, everyday mission moves us from disinfecting people to discipling them. From disinfecting people to discipling them. Sometimes when we think of discipling, we, we misconstrue it for disinfecting. Disinfecting Christians, when we have that mission or we think that's our mission, it's we go into the world and it involves bringing people out of it and isolating them. Putting them in a spiritual safe deposit box called the church building and teaching them to be good, to do good. In this strategy, success in the church is defined by how big a building you have to house all the Christians. And the goal is to gather as many people as possible within this safety deposit box. When someone asks, where is your church, we point them to a building or give them a website. When we gather at the building, we learn to be good. And being good is defined by what we avoid in the world. Sanitizing our life. And we are known for what we don't participate in. Due to technical difficulties, unfortunately, the last half of the teaching was cut off. To read this teaching from Pastor Kyle, you can go to mygenerations.church slash watch dash read to read all of his manuscript from his teaching.